Box 13, with the star of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd, as Dan Holliday. Box 13. Box 13. Box 13. Box 13. Well, this is great. I come to the park to get a hot idea, but the day turns out hot, and my idea turns out cold. Idea. Well, I thought I'd find something different in a public park, and I did. A small boy mashing his ice cream cone against my brand new trousers. And all to meet a deadline. Deadline. Story idea. Why didn't I do what I should have done in the first place? Copy. Copy, boy. Hi, Mr. Holliday. Hiya. Hey, Smith, where's the lead on that fire? Hiya, Mr. Holliday. What do you say, Bill? Jones, where's that interview? Hiya, Dan. How are you, Joe? Where's the makeup on page four? Hiya, Holliday. What's a good word, boy? Hiya, Mr. Holliday. Hiya, Susie. Anything in box 13? Box 13. Starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Now for Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Go to the park and get a story idea about romance. Sure, why not? What do I come back with? Gravel in my socks, sand in my shoes, and a June bug in my hat band. Holiday, why didn't you pick a different profession like driving a coal truck? Mr. Holiday. Uh, uh, what's that, Susie? I said there's a message in box 13 for you. Oh, thank you, Susie. Thanks so much. Don't mention it. Say, you got a faraway look in your eyes today. Yes, but only as far as the dry cleaners. Dry cleaners? Have you ever had a small boy wipe his ice cream cone off on your trousers? Oh, girls don't call them trousers. In our set, it's slacks. So it is, Susie, so it is. Well, see you later. Okay, if you say so. But I still don't like that look in your eyes. You look like you might get into trouble. You know what I think after spending the day in the park? What? Trouble will be a welcome relief. <laughs> Why did I ever have to decide to be a fiction writer? I could have stayed a newspaper reporter. I could have kept on writing those snappy obituary notices and worn a hat that turned up in front and shoes that did the same thing. Well, better see what's in this envelope. Hmm. If you want real adventure, be at the corner of 7th and Main at 10 p.m. tonight. A black limousine will pick you up at that time. Do not try to engage the chauffeur in conversation. Uh, what's this? No signature. Oh, ho, no signature. Black limousines, chauffeurs who won't talk. Meetings on street corners at 10 o'clock at night. Well, this should be interesting. A black limousine. Look at that chauffeur. This way, Mr. Holiday. Oh, uh, thanks. What a character this driver is. He looks like he spent his nights on a nice cold slab down at the morgue. Wonder if I can get him to talk. Uh, driver. I said driver. Oh, uh, chauffeur. Oh, you. Oh, uh, oh, pardon me. Through there, Mr. Holiday. So you do talk. <laughs> I was beginning to wonder about that. This way, Mr. Holiday. Uh, 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 who's that? It's only me, Mr. Holiday. That black suit, it. 
makes you almost invisible, you know. Yes, I know. Uh, follow me. You're curious about the way you were brought here. Did it frighten you? Maybe. Maybe not. This room, please. <laughs> My office. Well, this is very cozy. Well, I'm glad you find it so. To eliminate a lot of questions, I'd like to say this. I know all about you. Uh, all? You're a successful writer. Apparently, you fear nothing, and I would presume that some of your adventures spring from that ad you run every week in the Star Times. Did you find it interesting? <laughs> Adventure wanted. We'll go any place, do anything. Do you catch many people with that ad? I caught you. Or is that vice versa? I had you investigated, Holiday. I know where you live, what you do. The newspapers have told me of your experiences. Hmm. What are you leading up to? You'll notice I had you brought here by a devious route. I wanted to be sure no one knew you were here. Go on. How much do you know about insurance, Holiday? A great many people buy it. A great many don't. And of those who do buy, a great many intend to defraud, to steal from their insurance company. Now look, this is a racket. I'm not interested. My name is Abner Blake. I'm the chief investigator for Northern Insurance. Oh. Do you remember the disappearance of Dr. Max Alexander? I read something about it. Why? He carried a very large policy with us. He's been gone almost seven years. When his seven years are up, the law will permit his widow to collect. And Holiday. Yes? I don't think Alexander is dead. This man has the coldest, frostiest eyes of any professional man-trailer I've ever seen. And he's loaded with energy. Energy which I'll bet has helped him track down the people who tried to cheat his insurance company. Boy, I'm glad I'm on his side. If you'll think back, Dr. Alexander performed a very delicate brain surgery on a prominent man. The operation was not successful. I remember that he was criticized in some circles for taking a chance. Immediately after the patient died, Alexander walked out of the operating room, the hospital, and so far as we've been able to prove, right out of this world. But I still feel that he's alive, somewhere. And you believe it's an insurance fraud? I'm sure it is. And I have a reputation, Holiday. No one has ever attempted to defraud Northern Insurance and has been successful. You, uh, suspect Mrs. Alexander? Hardly. She's barely left her house in all these years. She receives no mail except from her daughter. Her daughter? Uh, she lives in New Mexico. What about your regular men? They've looked everywhere. They've come up with absolutely nothing. Police? Same thing. And you're afraid you'll have to pay off? No. Not if I have a smart man, a resourceful one, a man who can be as relentless as I am. And I think that man is you. <laughs> If Shakespeare were alive, he would cast Abner Blake in the role of Macbeth and throw him an extra part as one of the witches. <laughs> but that's no affair of yours, Mr. Holliday. You've got to find a man who's been gone for almost seven years. And if you were the hero of this story, you'd go to the files of a newspaper and look into the past. Well, if it isn't Dan Holliday, what are you doing down the morgue of the Star Times? What would anybody be doing down in the morgue, Mac? Well, some of them just lay there. <laughs> uh, you know me, Dad. I, I just got to have my little joke once in a while. Now, uh, what was it you're looking for? Oh, uh, the clips on a citizen named Dr. Max Alexander. What have you got on him? The works, Dan. The whole works. Prominent man dies following delicate operation. Doctor criticized for taking chance. Dr. Alexander walks out of operating room and disappears. Grief-stricken wife employs private investigators when police fail to find Dr. Alexander. Dr. Alexander given up for dead. Not a bad-looking citizen, the doctor. He's been shot from more angles than this Philadelphia at Atlantic City. Kindly eyes, intelligent face, strong chin... Yes, Doctor, when I see you, I'll know you. And I hope to see you soon. Yes? Oh, I'm Dan Holliday, Miss Alexander. I'd, I'd like to talk to you about your husband. My husband is dead. Well, some people think he isn't. They found something? They think he's alive? Come in. 
Now then, Mr. Holliday, who are you? And why are you looking for the doctor? Uh, a commission from the insurance company. I hoped you might give me some information. It was on all the front pages. That's exactly as it happened? Yes. He was never seen again. Oh, Mr. Holliday, if only you could find some trace of him. I'm going to try. You don't know how terrible it is. Almost seven years. But still, I've had the feeling that he'll come back someday. You look for me, too. Well, of course. I miss him so. What about your daughter? After her father's disappearance, she couldn't stand it here in town. She went to our ranch in New Mexico. Oh? Her father's disappearance broke her heart. I... I pray you find him. Mrs. Alexander, so do I. Mrs. Alexander is a grief-stricken old lady. One who sincerely wants her husband back. So, where to look first? This is the build-up to the main story holiday, and if you're smart, you'll... You'll bring in all the characters. Where to, mister? I want a drawing room to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Well, Holiday, you've got a railroad ticket and an hour to make the train. Better get back to your apartment. A quick shower, pack your bag, and get on your way. We've been waiting for you, Mr. Holiday. Well, gentlemen, is this a pleasant intrusion? And I hope you are gentlemen. We were positive you wouldn't mind. Oh, of course not. People break in here regularly. Good. Sit down. If you don't mind, I like the air up here. As you wish. I understand you like to travel, Mr. Holliday. Travel? A wonderful pastime travel. Ever think of uh, South America? Often. You see, I'm a Carmen Miranda fan. How would you like to go to South America? For me, all expenses paid. For as long as you want to stay. What would I have to do? Just forget a few things. Like New Mexico? Particularly New Mexico. Give me about two weeks and I'm your man. You don't seem to understand. You're leaving tonight. Well, that's what I mean. But I'm going west. No, south. You and I would make a nice compass together. Now, suppose you point north and walk right out of this apartment. Oh, and don't forget your gorilla. You mean Spencer? If that's his name, I mean Spencer. You'll hurt his feelings talking that way. Well, that makes us even. Just looking at him hurts mine. Is it uh, South America? In a way. At least I'm showing you the open-door policy. Now, get out, you and your gorilla. Spencer... I wouldn't recommend that. So? I said get out. Have you ever stopped to consider something, Mr. Holliday? What? You may never get to New Mexico. You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Now, back to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Well, well, now you've got all the ingredients for a story. Insurance investigator doesn't believe doctor is dead. Wife doesn't believe doctor is dead. Two men try to stop Ryder from making further investigation. All right, Holiday. Write the rest of the plot. Well, maybe you'd better hit the sack. This is very pleasant. I've got a comfortable drawing room, and I'll bet it's got a thousand springs to ease my worries. Uh-oh. The man with the urge to send me to South America. Well, I've got something for him. Go. Now, fellow, it's the big idea breaking in here. I'm sorry. I must have come into the wrong drawing room. 
You came into the wrong apartment a couple of hours ago. Now, what do you want? I just want to go to sleep. In my traveling bag? I was looking for my razor. I wanted to shave. You just had a close one. Come on. Where? To find out if you got space in this train. If you haven't, we'll make some for you. Under guard in the baggage car. This is fine. I couldn't prove a thing. My friend had space, and to the conductor, it seemed like a perfectly logical thing to mistake car 19 for car 18. I wonder who this man is and who's in back of him. Next stop, Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Well, that's the end of the line for me. And I hope I don't mean that too literally. Long distance? I, uh, I want to speak to Catherine Alexander at the Bar Cross Bar Ranch just outside of Belmont. Yes. Hello. Uh, Miss Alexander? Yes. This is Dan Holliday. Wonder if I might come out to the ranch and see you. Oh, you're the man who's looking for father. Mother wired me about you. Was it complimentary? Mother said she believed if anyone could find Dad, you could. Come right out. I want to talk to you. And I want to talk to you. Cab, mister? Yeah, ever hear of Valmont? Sure did. Know where it is? Sure do. Mm, uh, very far? Sure is. Uh, can you take me there? Sure can. You got enough money to pay for the trip? Sure have. Let's go, then. Sure thing. This is New Mexico holiday. Breathe deeply and treat your lungs to a shot of straight ozone. <sighs> 20 miles to Valmont, and all you've seen on the whole trip is four buzzards, three in the air, and the one driving. And if he's a cab driver, I'm a flying disc. Car behind. Yeah, so I hear. Wants me to pull over. Don't do it. Know them fellas? One of them is Spencer. Friend of yours? That depends on what you mean by friend. I gotta pull up. Those guys are gonna run me in the ditch. Can you fight? Nope. Then can you recommend a good dentist? What fur? Something tells me that when this is over, I'm going to need a new set of teeth. You feel better, young man? Yeah, thanks. Uh, what happened after those two fellas jumped me? Who are you? My name is Moran. I'm the caretaker up at the Bar Cross Bar Ranch. I was coming down this way when you were forced off the road. Oh, what happened to the driver? Last I saw of him, he was just a cloud of dust. <laughs> I remember now I got out of the car. He drove away. Those two fellows started to beat you up good. When they saw me coming, they ran off too. Mm. You had a mighty close call, young man. I had three of them. After this, my luck runs out. Somebody after you? And vice versa. Say, uh, how far is the ranch? Half a mile up the road. Better take it easy. Come on, I've got to get to the ranch. Feel you can make it? My friend, I've got to make it. This is not good. Spencer and his gorilla followed me all the way out here trying to stop me at every turn. Maybe I'm getting warm. But if that's true, why hasn't someone else found Dr. Alexander? Here's the ranch house, Mr. Holliday. You say Miss Catherine was expecting you? Yes, but hardly in this condition. You're Dan Holliday? Well, what happened? You're all beaten up. So this is Catherine Alexander. What a beautiful girl. And what beautiful eyes. You'd better lie down, Mr. Holliday. You're badly hurt. Oh, no, thanks, Miss Alexander. I... I don't feel that bad. I just look that way. Anything more I could do, Miss Kathy? Oh, no. No, and thank you so much. 
If you hadn't come along, Mr. Holliday might have been badly injured. Perhaps fatally. Thank you, Miss Kathy. Now then, how about a hot shower? You can get a rub down and change of clothes. Miss Alexander, you read a man's mind. Sometimes that's a pleasure. Depending on the man. You're depending on me? What do you think? Well, this is more like it. Hot shower, brisk rub down, little iodine on a few... <clears throat> ouch, ouch, that stings. And Catherine was kind enough to loan me some riding clothes. That should indicate a sojourn in the saddle out on the desert. With the stars blinking their approval of my companion. Blinking approval? Holiday, you're an incurable romantic. Isn't this beautiful? That gorgeous sky and the stars. You love it, don't you? I always have. Always will. Have you been here long? The Bar Cross Bar belonged to my dad. We used to come out during the summer. Now I live here all the time. Alone? Oh, there's always Moran. Moran? He's a strange old fellow. <laughs> People around here say he's a little attached. <laughs> but he's been wonderful to me. Oh, uh, say, those men who jumped me down the road. Moran, ever seen him before? How could he? They were strangers. Oh. Your, uh, your mother told me you've been searching for your father a long time. Yes. Mother and I have spent a fortune on private detectives, investigators, following up leads, but nothing ever happened. Yes, I know. Oh, tell me, Miss Alexander. Kathy, please. Uh, Kathy, have you any idea where I might begin to look? I thought you might give me a starting point. Mm, not unless it would be back in the city. He just walked out one day. No one ever saw him again. Well, I'd better go back there and start from scratch. You don't have to leave right away. I'd enjoy staying a while. Maybe I have been lonesome. Perhaps I've forgotten what companionship can be. Perhaps. You'll stay a while? A while. Good. Say, the time. We'll be much too late for dinner. Come on, I'll race you. You're on. Hurry or I'll beat you. I'm at the corral gate already. Kathy, look out! Mr. Holliday, what happened? You're racing. The horse stumbled over that lower bar and threw her. Look at that gash in her head. Oh, she's unconscious. I, I hope she isn't seriously hurt. Oh, stand there, man. Get into the house. Call a doctor. Yes, a doctor. A doctor. Hurry, will you? Of course. Get into the medicine cabinet in the house. I need some bandages. She may be suffering from multiple contusions. Multiple contusions? Or even a compound skull fracture. Hurry, will you? Compound skull fracture? I don't know if you can find it. Hurry, I said. There isn't much time. Okay, Dr. Alexander. You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. city again, walking up the street towards that same grim gray house where I first met Abner Blake. Up the steps, Holiday, and write the final chapter. That was a nice job, Holiday. I was nice about it. What do you mean? You didn't see the look in Dr. Alexander's eyes when he recovered his mind. And that lovely, lovely girl being mixed up in a deal like this. If you feel sorry for her, you're making a big mistake. Yes, I know. She was following him the day he walked out into the country. She'd almost caught up with him when a hit-and-run driver knocked him down. That's when she got the idea for the disappearance act. Why not? The doctor's face had been so damaged no one would ever recognize him. And he'd lost his memory to top it off. We've got the daughter and the mother in custody. Just think, if she hadn't have fallen off that horse, I might never have been able to prove that Dr. Alexander was alive. I know. Hiding him on his own ranch was the daughter's idea, too. Why not? 
No one would pay attention to an old man puttering around the place? Uh, I've got a story, and I don't like it. Mother and daughter hide amnesia victim to collect insurance. Well, excuse me. Blake speaking. Uh, yes, he's here. For you, Holiday. Oh, thanks. Hello. Mr. Holiday, this is Susie. Oh, yes, Susie. There's a message for you in box 13. Shall I read it to you? Now, Susie, you know you're not supposed to open my mail. But this is already open. It's a postcard. Oh, is it interesting? I think it is. All right, come on, come on, tell me what it says. It says, rental for box 13, $15. Oh, fine. Goodbye, Susie. Next week, same time, Ellen Ladd stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Alan Ladd appears through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures and may currently be seen in Wild Harvest. Box 13 is written and directed by Ted Hediger. Original music was composed and conducted by Rudy Schrager. This is a Mayfair production. Box 13, with the star of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Box 13, box 13, box 13, box 13, box 13. Copy, boy. Copy, boy. Hiya, Mr. Holliday. What do you say? Where's that society page, please? Hiya, Holliday. Hiya. Jerk the first paragraph in that Simmons story. Hiya, Dan. How are you? Hiya, Susie. Hiya, Mr. Holliday. What's in box 13? You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Now for Box 13, starring Alan Ladd. As Dan Holiday. Well, here I am again, standing at the want-ed counter of the Star Times, looking for what? An idea for a story. I could have stayed here as a reporter. I could have been searching for facts. Instead, I'm fumbling for fiction. Instead of a blonde, I'm meeting a deadline. Instead of Chanel number five, I'm heading for a sniff of printer's ink. Holiday, you're a dope. Mr. Holiday. I. What's that, Susie? I said there's a letter in box 13 for you. It's special. Special? Special delivery. It was mailed only a couple of hours ago. Something like that could be important. Mm, could be. Could be adventure. Could be. Could be a, a girl. Could be. By the way, Susie, how come you're working so late this evening? Oh, my boss asked me to. He's paying me overtime. Time and three quarters. Time and three quarters? Mm Mm-hmm. I held out for double time when he offered me time and a half. Well, what happened? Oh, we effected a compromise. (laughs) Goodbye, Susie. Special delivery, huh? Well, this could be very important. Also, it couldn't. Come on, open it up, Holiday. You haven't got all night. I'm in terrible trouble. Please come to room 718 at the Bradford Hotel. Hurry. Signed, Agatha Marsh. Hmm, that sounds urgent. Who are you, young man? What do you want? I'm the man from Box 13. I'm looking for Agatha Marsh. I'm Agatha Marsh. Come in, come in. 
Your Agatha Marsh? But don't stand there with your mouth open. Never can tell who might be snooping around the hall. I'd find a chair and sit down. Now, what's your name? Uh, oh, Dan Holliday. Well, Mr. Holliday, I don't believe in drinking or I'd offer you one, but I have got some sauerkraut juice in my thermos bottle. Oh, uh, no, thanks, just the same. I like you, Mr. Holliday. I liked your ad in the paper. Adventure wanted. We'll go any place, do anything. It was just what I needed. Well, thanks again. Now then, what's your charge? Charge? For helping me, your fee. Oh, that. No charge, Miss Marsh. Are you trying to be chivalrous? No, you see, I'm a writer. I'm looking for ideas. If I get a good idea, I consider I've been well paid. Well, that seems a little silly. Might I ask just what your trouble is? Oh, you don't think a girl my age could get into trouble, do you? Well, you look like a very charming old... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, lady, oh, lady, let's not beat around the bush. Now, no doubt you want to know a few things about me. Well, that would be very interesting. Yes, well, I live in Muncie, Indiana, alone. I've got a big house and an independent income. Every year I go someplace for a vacation, and this year I came here. Uh, is that all? Isn't that enough? But the letter you wrote me, you said you were in terrible trouble. Well, I am. If anyone ever finds out about this, I don't know what'll happen. Finds out about what? Come over here to the closet. I want to show you something. Look. On the floor. Well, that's a dead man lying there. Well, this would make a good opening chapter for a story. Young man goes to help charming old lady who is in terrible trouble. Terrible trouble turns out to be a corpse. Corpse? Hey, wake up, Holiday. This is the real thing. Now. Now do you believe me, young man? When did you find him? Just before I wrote you that letter. Before you wrote the letter? Well, that's hours ago. I know, but what could I do? What could you do? Miss Marsh, you could call the police. And get my name in the papers. Have all the folks back in Muncie know there was a dead man in my room? Oh, no. Miss Marsh, listen to me, please. There's a dead man in that closet. There's a law about dead men. We have to notify the police immediately. You can go to jail for hiding a body. Oh, fiddlesticks. But, Miss Marsh, look at this man. He's been shot at close range. There are powder burns on his coat. I know. I examined him before I wrote you. You see, I read all the current detective stories. Detective stories? This isn't a story. This is the real thing. I know. Why don't you try to prove that I did it? With what? A cap pistol? Now, you're a nice person, Miss Marsh, but this is going to be tough. But don't get so excited. A girl my age could kill a man if she wanted to. Um, rub him out, as they say in the murder mysteries. Please, Miss Marsh, be sensible. You've got a murdered man in your closet. Now pick up that phone and call the police right away. Mr. Holliday, in all seriousness, I can't do it. Think of what my lifelong friends would say. Yes, yes, I know it doesn't look I good. I can see the headlines now. Prominent Muncie pioneer woman found with dead body in hotel. Oh, please, Mr. Holliday, help me. Well, I don't know. This is a little out of my department. Just this once, Mr. Holliday. I've never asked for help before. I, I'm an old woman. Well, all right. What do you want me to do? I want you to help me get rid of the body. Get rid of the body? Now, look, Miss Marsh, you're not serious. You didn't mean that. Oh, you don't know me. I fully intend to get rid of that body. Okay, go right ahead. It's your corpse. And you're going to help me. No, no, I'm sorry. Try a bellhop. And have him snitch to the desk clerk. Besides, you advertise for adventure. But this isn't adventure. It's a nightmare. Come on, Miss Marsh. Let me notify the police. Now, there's a broom closet down the hall. That's very interesting. I, I, I just remember I'm, I'm meeting someone in the lobby. I'd take the body there myself, but I'm not strong enough. Goodbye, Miss Marsh. I'll scream. Go right ahead. The hotel detective will show up. Just a man I'd love to see. And I'll tell him you killed that man. Oh. Now, would you help me? Suppose we get caught. Then you'll help me. Now, wait a minute. You said we. Now, I'll open the door and watch the hall. Uh, case the joint, as they say in the mysteries. And then you whisk the body into the closet. You're strong. You can do it. Oh, sure. I'm strong, all right. But not in the head. <laughs> Oh, this can't be happening to you, Holiday. You can't be dragging a body down the hall of the Bradford Hotel. You know better. And as soon as you can get away from this charming but cracked old gal, you're going to talk to the police. Harry. Harry. 
I'll open the closet door. Put him in right there. Stick him in good. I must be crazy. Oh, good, good. Now back into my room before anybody sees us. There. Wasn't that easy? Easy, she says. Well, I must say you carry out your part very well. What's next in this little scheme of yours, Miss Marsh? Why don't you know? We have to find out who killed that Michael O'Brien. You know who he is? Well, I do now. I went through his pockets, frisked him, as they say in the stories. Well, that cuts it. You stay here. I'm going downstairs. Who's that? Just keep cool. I'll handle everything. Oh, I can't believe this. It just can't happen. My name is Kling, Lieutenant Homicide Bureau. Oh, come in. Come in, won't you? I intend to. Holiday, what are you doing here? Hello, Lieutenant. Oh, do you two know each other? Never mind the social chatter. I thought this was some kind of a gag. Now I'm sure of it. Holiday, just what are you trying to dream up? If I told you, Kling, you'd never believe me. Sit down, Lieutenant. Uh, can I get you some sauerkraut juice? Well, I don't mind if... Uh, some what? Sauerkraut juice. Uh, no, thanks. Now listen, somebody, some crackpot phoned in a tip that there was a dead man in this room. Why, Lieutenant, how can you say such things? Lieutenant, now listen. You'll be quiet. Miss Marsh, mind if I have a look around? Not at all, not at all. Here's the closet. Now then, you can see for yourself, Lieutenant, there's nobody there. Uh, I got your name from the desk clerk, Miss Marsh. Maybe you better tell me about yourself. I can tell you all about it. I was it? talking to Miss Marsh. Are you Miss Marsh? Right now, I think I'm dead. You will be if you keep interrupting. Go ahead, Miss Marsh. Tell me about yourself. Certainly. I live in Muncie, Indiana. I arrived this morning for a two-week vacation. I'm well known back there, and you can find out everything about me if you care to wire. Uh-huh. Uh, how did you happen to meet Mr. Holliday here? Look, Lieutenant, if you'll permit me to tell I'm you... I'm asking the lady. I went to school with his mother. That's what I did. Huh? See. Well, I guess it was the work of some would-be comic. But I had to investigate it just the same. Well, of course you do. Oh, but Kling, listen. Goodbye, Mr. Marsh. So long, Holiday. But Kling, wait, I want to go with you. Why don't you two have a fast game of hearts? Mr. Holiday, wasn't that thrilling? Just like in the magazines. Miss Marsh, you're going to stay in this room until I get Kling back here. Oh, no, no, no. I want to solve this case myself. I wonder how Kling found out that... Miss Marsh. Yes. I'm not the suspicious type, you understand, but a little bird, a, a tiny little bird, has intimated that perhaps you might know who tipped off the lieutenant. Of course I know. It was I. What in the world are you doing? I made the call from the corner drugstore a little while ago. I wanted to throw the lieutenant off the trail, like they say. You know what I say? No, what? You're going down to police headquarters and tell the truth. Oh, just a second. Excuse me, please. Yes? Yes, this is Miss Marsh. Oh, you did? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, should have had 817 instead of this room. Oh, no, don't bother. I like it here. I knew it. I knew it all the time. What did you know? That was the room clerk. He got my reservation mixed up. I was supposed to get 817, and I got 718 instead. You mean the person who killed Michael O'Brien wanted to get back in here to remove the body? No, 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 it doesn't sound reasonable. Oh, it doesn't. Uh, well, guess who was supposed to get this room? Never mind, we're going to police headquarters. It was Tony Bascari. Tony Bascari? He's the biggest racketeer in town. He's dynamite. Miss Marsh, he's deadly. I know, Mr. Holliday, and I love it. Oh, no, no. <laughs> You are listening to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Now back to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Two o'clock in the morning, and I can't go to sleep. Oh, the 
That little old girl has me worried to death. She wouldn't go to the police headquarters, and when I went down and talked to Kling, he acted as though it were a big joke and sent me on my way. Hello. This is Agatha Marsh. Now what? Where are you? At the hotel. I went up to see Tony Bascari. You what? Miss Marsh, don't you know that's the worst thing you could have done? I had to talk with him. I put the heat on him, as they say in the murder mysteries. And you're still alive? I accused him of killing that O'Brien man. I came right out with it. But of course, he wouldn't admit a thing. What do you expect him to do, break down and confess? Well, I think I've got him on the run. But I'm worried. Oh, if I had Tony Bascari on the run, I'd be worried, too. Because when I came back, I discovered someone had searched my room. Will you call the police? You should have done it a long time ago. Oh, no, 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 I couldn't. I want you to come over right away. At two in the morning? Mr. Holliday, someone's trying my door. Hang up quick. Call the room clerk. But, Mr. Holliday, I'd... Hurry, I said. <laughs> That dear little meddlesome old fool. In your clothes, Holiday, because here we go again. And don't forget your boy Scott badge. You'll make the Beaver Patrol tonight. The clerk said she hadn't called the desk. I wonder... No, she would have screamed. Someone would have heard her. It's open. Cleaned out completely. No Miss Marsh, no clothes, no nothing. Not even a piece of notepaper. Hey, what's this? Paper airplane. Like the ones I used to make in school. But why should she be making paper airplanes? Airplanes. The airport, that's where they took her. that motor running. I'll be right back. Not many people around this hour of the night. Oh, there she is. And the man with her has his hand in his pocket, and I don't think it's there because it's cold. What I need now is a little fast talk and a little faster action. Okay, I'll take over from here. Uh, who are you? What are you talking about? The old doll. Bascari wants her back. Bascari told me to put her on a plane. I'm doing it. Yeah? Changed his mind. He wants it back. I don't think so. Besides, I never saw you before. I told you, if you don't turn her over, Bascari might get sore. When'd he call me? It's only a half hour ago. I was still at the hotel. He could have called. And spilled everything over our phone. You're nuts. This don't sound right. Yeah, forget it. Taking the old doll back with me. Wait a minute. I'm gonna call Tony first. Go ahead, stupid. Get your ears burned off. Who are you calling stupid? Show me something that'll prove Tony sent you. Got a match? Stop stalling. This is a gun in my pocket. Let's talk to Tony. Yeah, I, I've got some matches here. Thanks. Here. Get him, Mr. Holiday, quick. I'm coming. Oh, not so fast. Ooh, I, I'm not as young as I used to be. You should have remembered that before you got mixed up in this. Come on, get in. Driver, get out of here fast. What did you do to that guy anyway? I, I stuck him with my hat pin. I might have guessed it. Now, Miss Marsh, what happened at the hotel? Well, I hung up when I heard him trying the door, but I was too late. The door was unlocked. So it was Tony Bascari, huh? He wanted you out of town fast. Oh, but they were very nice to me. You can thank your lucky stars for that. Usually, Bascari's enemies wind up in some ditch. I didn't see him again. That man, the one you knocked out at the airport, he was the one who came in my room. Well, you must have the goods on Bascari. You must have killed this man or had him killed. But why didn't he take him out of the hotel right away? But there was a convention there last night. The whole place was literally crawling with people. Oh, that's the reason. Oh, that paper airplane. That was fast thinking, Miss Marsh. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, now we can go back to Bascari. We've got the goods on him. We can crack the cakes like they say in the murder mysteries. Miss Marsh, I've got news for you. We're not going to see Bascari. We're not? Well, where are we going? You'll hate me, I know, but it's the police station. <laughs> 
Well, Holiday, what happens now? You've taken Miss Marsh to Kling's office. She looks at him. He nods her into his private office. And suddenly she comes out smiling. You try to leave, only Kling stops you. You stay here, Holiday. Kling, you can't let her walk the streets alone. Bass Curry will get her. Forget it. I got a man tailing her. Okay, okay, but what happened in that office? What did she tell you? Plenty, my friend. She preferred charges against you. She preferred charges against me? Now, what are you talking about? Kidnapping. I kidnapped her? You took her off the plane by force, didn't you? Listen, Kling, that little old lady is a whodunit happy. She'll get herself killed. There really was a body in the hotel, you know. Look, Holiday, do you know what you're saying? Sure, I know what I'm saying. There really was a body in that hotel. Holiday, why didn't you tell me? I tried to, twice. Once in the room and the last time when I came in here. Now think, Holiday, carefully. Where is the body? In a broom closet down the hall. I put it there. You put it there? Yes, I put it there. Holiday, get out of here. <laughs> Well, Holiday, now you're fixed. Even Kling looked at you like those things in your belfry weren't bats. They're more like eagles. But you're in it now, so you've got to follow through. And that indicates a fast ride over to the Bradford Hotel. Oh, clerk. Hey, clerk. Uh, yes? I'd like to find out who occupied Agatha Marsh's room the day before she did. Uh, that question is highly irregular. Oh? Then here's a $10 bill that's highly regular. Oh, <clears throat> let me think. Uh, she has 718. She checked in day before yesterday. Yes? The man who had the room before that was a traveling salesman in uh, lady suits, I believe. Uh, he must have cut quite a figure. She must be in this hotel someplace. Her room's empty, but she must be around. But where? What are you worrying about, Holiday? You couldn't wait to get rid of her. Now you can't wait to get her back. Oh, you're a character who belongs back in the Middle Ages with a tin union suit for cold nights. Yeah, she'll probably show up safely with that detective tailing her. The broom closet. Wonder if the dead man is still in there. He must be. Kling hasn't showed up yet. Oh, oh, oh hello, Mr. Holiday. Miss Marsh, what happened? How'd you get in that closet? Isn't this thrilling? No, it isn't. There was a detective trailing me, but he was knocked unconscious. Shopped, as they say in the murder mysteries. And you were brought up here? By the same man who tried to put me on the plane. He hit the detective, put me in the car, and brought me here. Well, you two, what are we playing now? And where is the man I put on you, Miss Marsh? He was hit over the head, Lieutenant, but I'm sure he's all right now. This the closet where you said the body was? Was is right, Lieutenant. Hey, let me take a look. You know what I think, Holiday? What? I think both of you crackpots are making this all up. I don't believe there ever was a body. Kling, you have my word for it. Your word doesn't mean as much as a Chinese dollar. Kling, listen. They brought her back here, locked her up. They took the body away, didn't they, Miss Marsh? Probably going to sink it in cement, as they say in the murder mysteries. Bascari's in his room, I'll bet. Go up and talk to him. Surely, put the heat on him. Just... Once more, I'll play with you kiddies. Come along. Where? Miss Marsh's room. I'm locking you pixies in till I get to the bottom of this. Kling's been gone 15 minutes. I wonder what's happening up there. Not much. I haven't heard any shooting. No, that's... I haven't heard any... In that case, how could a man be shot here and that shot not be heard? It's very easy, Mr. Holliday. The, the killer would use this. Oh, Miss Marsh, now where'd you get that gun? Just took it out of the drawer. It was here all the time. Well, put it down until Kling returns. But I just want to show you why the shot wouldn't be heard. What do you mean? Would you excuse me, please? You see this bath towel, Mr. Holliday? Yes, what about it? Well, a smart person would take the gun like this. Wrap the bath towel around it like this. You know, Miss March, you found out a lot since you came here. Oh, yes, I've done all right since early this morning. Early this morning? But the clerk said... I talked to Tony Biscari and he said... Hey, look out! Miss March, give me that thing. 
You shouldn't have moved, Mr. Holliday. I was really shooting at you. What's this all about, Holliday? What was she doing with that gun in her hand? She was going to kill me, just like she killed Michael O'Brien. That little old lady killing somebody? Miss March, you, you did kill him, didn't you? Then you called me, and you got Kling to come up here and catch me dragging the body away. Only he came a little late, as usual. Now, wait a minute, Holiday. Then when you couldn't pin it on me, you tried to hang it on Tony Bascari. Now, what did you do with the body? Dragged it back to the closet in this room. Oh. And I suppose you sat the detective who followed you, too. It was easy. I got him to turn around and hit him over the head with my purse. Why did you kill Michael O'Brien? Did you have something against him? No, no, I never saw him before. Then why kill a perfect stranger? I saw a play once. I liked those ladies in that play. They killed lots of people. I wanted to also. Only I should have done it like the ladies. You don't mean arsenic and old lace. Yes, and I should have worn the lace and given you the arsenic. <laughs> Well, Holiday, you're back in your apartment again. The sun is shining through the window, a sun you might never have seen again. You know, I've got an idea for you, Holiday. Give up this business and go into something quiet, like night watchman in a cemetery. Holiday. Uh, well, what's that, Kling? They examined the old girl down at the psychopathic ward of the city hospital. She's batty as a loon. You're telling me. I saw that in her eyes when she wrapped the towel around that gun. But uh, what happened to Bascari and his stooge? When she heard he was in the room above, she tried to pin the body on him. Oh, so he tried to get her out of town in self-defense. Hmm. Holiday, you're a very lucky, lucky guy. You can say that again and again. And again. Oh, just a minute. Hello, Mr. Holiday. Susie, what are you doing up here in my apartment? Why aren't you down at the Star Times? Well, my boss and I have been talking about another compromise. Another one? He wants to fire me, and I want to quit. Oh, but Susie, if you left the paper, what would I do for my mail? I was thinking... Maybe you'd like to hire a good combination stenographer and secretary, huh? That's you? That's me. Well, I don't know, Susie, but as they say in murder mysteries, I'll have to think it over. You better think fast. Good help is hard to find. Goodbye, Susie. Next week, same time, Alan Ladd stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Alan Ladd appears through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures and may currently be seen in Wild Harvest. Box 13 is written and directed by Ted Hediger. Original music was composed and conducted by Rody Schrager. This is a Mayfair production. Music